This is the Atomic Shawman Sweat Lodge. He brings the heat to smoke the meat. If anybody wants to sell their guns, like, give them, like, show them to me. Yeah. Going low and slow. Should show you the way, brothers. It's a bird. We can debate it. It's a plane. And I think we should. It's Firebat. If your lying ass government wants you to believe in aliens, you should question that. If there's a OSHA regulation. He's gonna get raped in a van down by the river. He's violating it. That's right. The man they call Windigo. You guys are unironically making me want to fucking hang myself. He's the resident sound hound. Guys, don't be like me. Don't get into cars with strangers. The audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. Damn. Fixed in post editing, bitches. Give it up for Van Rollington. Have you ever seen a prolapsed anus before? <laughs> The graphics guru of digital visuals. Oh, they glow! He puts the Aspen aesthetics. The memes that they're generating is pure comedy gold. The tribal chief himself. And if you look at the board of directors, you'll realize they are all members of the enemy tribe. Klaus Newhouse. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. Special guest. He's no stranger to danger. Skinheads do not like metalheads. This guy came looking for trouble that day, and uh, yeah, he got one of our fans and uh, the axe right in his chest. Our forward observer in the favelas. From that depression, from that pissed off environment, that's when metal comes in. He's Desert Ranger. It, it was all the news next day, it was all about the violence that we promote. For breaking news to breaking bucks. The celebration of white boy summer continues. Welcome to the Atomic Shawman Sweat Lodge. Oh, All right, so uh, Fireback couldn't make it in, but we've got Manifest Destiny pinch hitting for him today. Oh, word? What's happening, guys? Nice. I also Howdy. brought a special guest. So, uh... Let me set this up because we'll have a video to show pretty soon. Klaus, I did bring somebody else with me. Who'd you bring with you? If it's me, Medicare. <laughs> oh, okay. I love okay. Israel and the Jews. <laughs> I love queers and homosexuals. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That's enough, Jim. Well, right. There goes the YouTube uh, channel. <laughs> it was monetization. Not that we had it when we began with. So, on the current events, so the United States is pushing the Delta variant. And the... Oh. Yeah, I can't fix it. Uh, Streamlabs updated itself, and now I have an echo, and I couldn't fix it before the show. Are you so, fine? the GOP is pushing vaccines, and I'm kind of wondering what skeletons in their closets just got exposed once you got people like a DeSantis and, and other people that are rhinos. They're all aboard pushing vaccines when they weren't like a few months ago. And then uh, other political news, Biden had a town hall meeting and he goes off the reservation and says vaccines will prevent COVID. And then he starts randomly talking about kidnapping kids and drinking their blood. Jesus. I thought that was pretty funny. Not surprised. Well, we found out what was behind missing 411. Oh, for Chimpy watching us in the crowd. 
Oh, woo. Uh, so Kevin Smith recently made the news. He was trying to hype the reboot of He-Man and Masters of the Universe. It turns out Soylent Bob strikes again, and he makes it woke by sidelining He-Man and making a show about Tila. Uh... So we might as well call it She-Ma'am and the Masters of Inclusion. I feel empowered. The <laughs> rumor has it that he used his own tears in the ink that he used to write the script with it. And I got a little video of it right here. Let me uh, post it in Discord so the other guys can watch. So this is the new He-Man transformation sequence. Damn American fucking can't do anything right. I don't Copying think I don't Japanese. think anybody in the, the live got to see it, so we can play it again. <laughs> Are you gonna subject us to that again? No. Yeah. Well the people in the live didn't get to watch it. I don't think so. No no yeah, no, 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 no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so well, I guess <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> So, uh, Jeff Bezos has launched himself into orbit in a dick-shaped rocket. Uh, there's a what bunch of Dr. Evil jokes. Word? Like memeing, uh, spawning from this whole publicity stunt. They said this three-minute trip cost him $5.5 billion. Damn. And it's a shame that his, uh, workers slave in wage cages while they're pissing in water bottles. You know, they couldn't get, uh, better conditions <laughs> yeah. to work in while he's gallivanting around in the atmosphere. Did they do a good job so, on the rocket? All the Amazon workers uh, run into the bathrooms while Bezos is in space. I, I'm, I'm sure they took a shit break while he was up in orbit, you know? Just like, <laughs> yeah. Sleeping in the bathroom as quick as he could. Before communications become stable and he just appears in a big screen yeah. inside the factories, go back to work. Oh, I heard there was an incident that one of those robots there accidentally maced a bunch of employees, so it sounds like they're learning. <laughs> oh, and I'd like to give out the, the schizo post shout-out of the week. So back on the 18th of this month, there was supposed to be a huge alien event. Like, they were supposed to disclose themselves or something. And here it starts out that this Reddit post was made seven years ago at a throwaway account. And everybody thinks it's a LARP, so they claims that they've been abducted by aliens in a hot dog-shaped aircraft. You know, shames the, the Tic Tac. Oh, alien, Jeff Bezos you know. did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so he comes at the aliens, said that their home was too far away for you to understand, but close to the side, so it sounds like a transdimensional thing. And they claim that they had something planned for July 18th, 2021. So Bob Lazar claims that he worked on alien craft in this time, like in Area 51 and government officials, you know, video, this Tic Tac video and said it was declassified, but it allegedly leaked anyway. And uh, confirming the Reddit posters claim about its shape. So they said 60 minutes 
Interviews released. The government confirms this Tic Tac video is a common occurrence. And the former head of the Pentagon, UFO Research, confirms that they're in possession of Tic Tac debris on the Tucker Carlson show, which confirms Bob Lazar's claims. Now, CBS makes a report on the UFOs, and senior national correspondent confirms the Pentagon has been investigating the possibility that the Tic Tacs are interdimensional. And they're from here, but a different here. So it adds to credibility of this Redditor's post that they're far away but close to the side. Now, official Pentagon report is stated in the release one month after the Redditor's posted date, adding more credibility to the seven-year-old claim and the footage of the Tic Tac suddenly increases and there's more credibility to this claim. It's extremely more black pill to have read for yourself. and They got a link below that shows where it is. And then someone, you know, responds saying, you know, government tortured him and it went up again. The aliens didn't like him now because he made his post. And they could track him anywhere and that they're not so great and they've killed people in experiments, but they're not monsters. However, they are leaving this world and there's another group of aliens coming to replace them. And the only thing we can hope for is the new aliens are better than the old aliens. And now I'm moving on to the original post. That was posted seven years ago in Reddit. So this original schizo post says, I was first abducted in 1987. I was 12 years old. And I say abducted because it wasn't like that. Uh, he says, you go willingly, but it's scary and exciting too. And somehow you're, they're able to make you feel okay about these things. It's not until later that you feel bad or like you've been violated. And they don't do a lot of probing, like raping or anything like that. That's Hollywood nonsense. They look inside of people sometimes, but they have machines do it. Not really machines, but like a room where they get the things done and the walls are, it's hard to explain. So just imagine that the walls are kind of like x-ray machines. And that's the easiest way to describe it. Now, sometimes there would be other there and uh, they'd be looking into them and they'd put them under and cut them open, but not usually. They took simple tissue samples out and uh, they put you under, they wouldn't put you under anesthetic. They just would poke you, take samples, uh, kind of like how they do uh, core samples, like when they're looking at ice or the ocean floor, but a smaller version of it, and they pull chunks of you out. And they said it's usually done in your butt or your lower back. And they said they mostly talk with them, just questions, show them things like television shows, and they'd ask him questions about it. And he thinks the walls measure your reaction to these emotional responses, just like uh, taking x-rays. But he's not certain for that, but uh, he got a weird feeling that they never let you ask him questions about why they're doing this. And even once he got friendly with a few of them, and they just don't like it when you ask him questions. They hate it. So he said that um, you can't understand their language. It just sounds like a humming sound. And he's positive that we'll never be able to communicate with them in their own language. And uh, he mentions that these grays that you hear about, they aren't really gray. They're sort of beige, and it's their clothes that appear gray, and they're not really naked. And I don't know if there are others, but people out there, if you ever meet them, you can't understand them, but they can understand you. And they can put thoughts in your head, but you can't hear their thoughts. And so you have to speak to them, and they can't hear very well, or they just don't understand English that well, so you have to speak loudly to them. And then he's saying that they're not really, they're really interested in us and everything that goes on. And they ask about our culture or music. And they said that uh, they like bluegrass. And uh, they love the African instrument that looks like a gourd with 13 strings. 
but they say they hate horns or horn music, so they hate classical music and jazz like trumpets because it almost sounds like their own language. And then they said that they took them up every two years since 1987, and sometimes more often than that. But he said between the years of 1995 and 2000, he didn't go up. And he says it feels like when they take them, it feels like a day, but it turns out to be like four hours. And he said the longest he stayed with these aliens were three weeks, and during that time they made him uh, make phone calls to keep up appearances. And they weren't really bad, but he was going to save people, but not really bad people. And then there's like another follow-up. So he talks about these two aliens that he interacted with the most, and he says that he called them Jack and Gina. And he wasn't really sure if they were male or female or if they had different sexes, but he knew those weren't the real names. That's just what they told him to call them. And so they were planning to make wide uh, contact on Earth on a wide scale in 2021. That was the year that they said they would land here or colonize or whatever. And he wasn't sure what their plan was, and they didn't seem to be evil or dangerous. He said their planet is so close and such a very far away, but they couldn't explain to him how far away it was because it was too far for him to understand. So he said that we don't have anything they want. They're not after natural resources. Um, they don't seem to have any religion. They don't need oxygen, water, or trees. He said that uh, they don't eat people. And he doesn't think they want to breed with us or genetically engineer us. And then he said that he doesn't know what they want, but he thinks they've been coming here for ten to 20,000 years, and he's not good at history and upper Paleolithic times. But he said they had video recordings of them speaking with uh, Neanderthals and Cro-Magnomans. And he said they look like humans, except they all had all black skin and way less diversity. And uh, other human beings that looked similar to humans but weren't. And then they said they, they showed him pyramids being built and huge stone buildings that he said that were supposed to be in Europe, but they no longer exist. And so um, he said that they tried to get him to understand if he could understand the interviews with uh, people that were from England from two or 300 years ago, but the language is so different. He didn't understand them. And then he said that he was up there three weeks ago and he thinks this is the last time that they were going to abduct him, but he wasn't sure why, because their whole program was going to change in July, 2021. And he thinks that it could have been the eighth of this month or the 18th, but he wasn't hearing it very well. And they weren't trying to intimidate him or warn him. So he doesn't think we have anything to worry about. And then um, that was it with his Reddit post. Hmm. So that was from seven years ago. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like schizo posting. <laughs> I can't uh, about that schizo post, one thing perhaps that, you know, uh, makes them this seem a little, I'm not going to say credible, but, you know, putting it in the bigger picture is that, uh, the whole pyramids in Europe that no longer exist reminds me of that that place in Bosnia that they say it was a no pyramid. Yeah, yeah, because I heard about a Bosnian pyramid, and I've heard talk yeah. of a pyramid in Crimea because they were saying that's why Risher wanted it back, not just the ports. But I haven't heard any more follow up on that. Um, yeah, well, at Crimea, there's going to be pyramids in Europe. It'll be Crimea. And the thing was, the guys who listen to the radio chatter, like whenever there's Sky King events on 4chan, they said that something large entered the upper atmosphere and it left a signal in a certain radio band, but they said other than that, nothing else happened. And it happened about midnight around uh, Greenwich Mean Time. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
I'll go on to the next bit of news. So there's recent online rumors of the sun being red in hue, and they're blaming it on California fire wildfires. But they say this wouldn't explain this phenomenon if you were in the UK. There's also been r- reports of uh, and rumors of UN troops in Salt Lake City, Utah, under the pretense of investigating the United States and being a nation based on racism. So we're not sure if they're going to try to force us to pay reparations or this is just a cover for gun confiscation. But I haven't heard any more talk about this. And then a um, nice segue into the topic at hand. Brazilian tattoo artist turns himself into an orc by having his nose removed, his ears mutilated, and his skin tattooed black. Fernando Franco de Oliveira has covered around 90% of his body with ink. De Oliveira owns a tattoo studio in Tatui. He has horn implants fitted to his head and a fork-tongue vampire teeth, and he removed his nose to make it look like it was part of his skull. And so I got this uh, story about Brazil that uh, thousands of Balgrande residents saw a UFO falling into a lake. And later reports appeared that it was an unidentified object that was shot down by the Brazilian Air Force. People had rushed to the crash site and the military fired back. They didn't want to let anyone in and shot civilian downs and droves. So residents report that the military began to insistently ask people about what they managed to see, and later they took their mobile phones, they disconnected the internet and mobile antennas in the entire district. And they said even a few days after the incident, the military was still in control of the place by patrolling it in helicopters. And uh, Vice calls this typical internet madness and recalls that this is not the first time people have linked UFOs in Brazil. So in 1957, unknown persons sent an envelope to a local journalist with uh, pieces of metal in the lady later stating that there was fragments of a UFO from a resort town of Ubatuba. And it turns out that this was not otherworldly metal, but very highly pure magnesium. And for the sake of justice, they noted that um, they didn't know where it came from. And the theory was also widespread. In 1977, a UFO explosion occurred over the Brazilian municipality of Galeras, and as a result of several people died and others were injured. Now, this was this event happened in May of 2020. There was supposedly another UFO crash this spring, but I could not find any information on it. It seemed to be memory hold. Hmm. And uh, we move the floor over to Desert Ranger, our expert from Brazil. Yeah, I don't uh, usually I don't keep But, you know, all this is very possible because uh, back in the 80s, we had that, uh, the most known event, the Virginia incident, where uh, apparently in the state of Minas Gerais, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's either Minas Gerais or uh, a UFO crashed in a, in a small city. And apparently... The the alien, uh, they were uh, running off the ship, uh, the ship, and one of them uh, made contact with a woman. They said that you know he he stunk like something, and there's even a accurate, accurate but you know vivid description of what he. Uh, he was kind of like a gray, but as you said. 
beige skin, red eyes, and some weird lumps. Like Oh, that's a different description with the they got red eyes instead of the you know classical black, you know, solid eyepiece. Yeah, it's kinda like the eyes from Half-Life 2. At least that's what I think when I try to have that metal image. And uh aside from that, the time when the military was actually like actively involved in something UFO related that I know happened in our history was during uh, Operação Prato. That translates to oper literally Operation Plate or op Operation Saucer. Uh, apparently, a small village in the northmost state of uh, Brazil, I think it was Pará, but I might be wrong here. And uh, Basically, the village were reporting and when they came back, they said that a tentacle in the sky was sucking their blood. And, that you know, sounds very upon, Lovecraftian. Yeah. Upon, uh, upon medical examination, yes, there was a mark, a weird mark, in, uh, usually in the base of the necks, in the arms, uh -huh. uh, sometimes in the legs. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> Look, I know I know that anime girls disproportionately heads, but you know, talking about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Same fair, difference. Fair. Yeah. So there was a whole fuss in media, but you know, we can never trust if it's if it's rich in media. Perhaps it's not as because we know that disinformation uh, campaigns are. That's a that's a whole thing. You were false. Like, if it counts, perhaps I can personal experiences. Because uh, when I was you've a seen kid, UFOs. I mean, I think I did when I was a kid. It's the only explanation. Like, uh, okay, picture this: a tiny desert ranger. Uh, you know. Playing in the street as a kid, and uh, in the in a small city in the state of, uh, and you know it's a really tiny city. Basically, they form from uh, agricultural complexes and farms, so it's really a. Uh, can't remember the ter term. It's not not hilly billy, but it's. You're gonna say redneck? Is that what you're looking for? Nah, nah, nah. Like it's just way more rural. Oh, okay. In from and uh, well, that's why we played in the streets without fear. Kind of stuff. And uh, one night, me and my friends we were playing uh hide and seek. You know, uh, hiding under trucks and behind trees and everything. And uh, when we were settling for the next match, I throw a gaze uh, on the, you know, and uh, I see in the far distance a motorcycle coming. Oh, hey, look, someone in a motorcycle. And then, you know, it's like the lights 
shut off. The lights of the motorcycle shut off. And then there's this weird bowl-shaped thing. I, I can't tell if it was solid or not, because looking back on it, memory, you know, there's the factor that it, it was something that happened during my childhood. And, uh, but it doesn't seem solid, you know? You know how video games and uh, movies, they try to lo uh, not explain. How they try to picture uh, active camo and uh, invisibility. Oh, kind of like the Predator. Yes. Uh, it was kind of like that, but glowing and bright orange. Like so semi-transparent and yes, orange. Yes, a, a, a pastel tone of orange. Okay. And then, you know, when uh, I was saying, hey, that's a weird light, and I waited for the motorcycle. And uh, it never came. And no one never, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I came back to the house to tell my mom. And naturally, my mom dismissed, you know, kids talk. Oh, yeah, you're playing way too much video games. But yeah, there's that. But it was the only UFO-related thing. Because, you know, when I look at, back at it, it just looks like the textbook abduction, you know? <clears throat> like, Do you have missing time? Hmm? Do you have no, missing no, time? Uh, I don't. Okay. I don't. That, that's the thing. It was just really quick. It was really quick. Like, it happened, it was like for a half a minute. And then I, I ran back to the house. Mom, mom, I saw... I don't know, it's, it's the kinds of schizotalk that I don't say everybody. <laughs> Question in my sanity. It's not the first time like a colorful orb been seen flying. Some people try to write it off as uh, ball lightning, but it doesn't sound like... Yeah, it doesn't sound like lightning. <laughs> yeah, look, there was no noise. There was literally no noise. Like, it, it was silent. Yeah. That's probably what makes it more eerie that it doesn't make any noise. You didn't drink yeah. any You didn't drink any uh Brazilian tap water that morning, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. The okay. our moms when we were kids, they explicitly say, you know, if you drink tap water, you're gonna get some nasty nasty disease and you're gonna die. Simple as that. Same thing with the showers. Uh, people, people on the internet are like, <laughs> people on the internet are like, oh, dude, Brazilians use that nasty, you know, dangerous electric, uh, the the suicide shower head, as you guys know it, and uh, you know, <laughs> that's a cool name. Even, even as a kid, I used that, and uh, my mom was like, look, never touch. The wiring or switch the thing while you bathe. Oh, wait, this has an electrical be... outlet running into it? Uh yeah. Holy shit. And uh you know, uh it's usually from the brand Lorenz. Like it's one of the brands that I can remember. Uh from the top of my head. Lorenzetti electric showers. 
uh, shower heads. And, you know, our moms are always like, oh, yeah, you don't touch that. If you do, you're going to be burned to a, a crisp, and you don't want to die, right? And, oh, yeah. We <laughs> like, joke's on you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, dude. But, uh, it's it's weird because we we all have this this thing like I'm not I'm not gonna say fear mongering like common knowledge but our our mom scare us straight about shit you know like uh, don't don't go into uh, scary alleys they they don't say oh they detail look they're gonna get you they're gonna cut you open get your levers. Put in a in a freezer thing and just run away. You're gonna be left there to die. So you know well, we didn't want always... your kidneys. Oh yeah, uh, this this is was when my mom was lecturing me about you, you know uh, don't talk into strangers or following strangers into alleyways and this kind of stuff. Never happened to me, but uh, I'm just I'm just happy that I grew with this with this wisdom. Just just that. <laughs> yeah, you know this place is very. I mean, if you're if you're a digital post enjoyer like me, and uh, you know everyone here and probably the ones listening to this, you're never gonna run out of scary shit in Brazil, because you know if you want uh, stuff linked to our folklore. Bam, there's a lot. If you want stuff linked to uh, criminal events that really happened, we we just have a shitload of those. It never runs out. It's the gift that keeps on. Do you have criminal folk heroes in Mex? I mean, uh, Brazil. Oh yes, we had. Uh, Okay, there was this there was this basketball fellow uh, called Pedro. And you know, uh, his nickname was just his name on that would be Pedrinho. And uh, you know, Pedrinho he grew up in a fucked up house. He grew up in a fucked up house, and you know, basically he saw his father kill one of his his cousins over like uh, you know trivial stuff, and you know, this angered Pedrinho. A lot because not only his father killed one of his cousins, but you know, he also uh beated his mother daily, so he just grew on with this kind of household. You know, there was one day that Pedrinho was just fed, you know, of the situation, so he called his father to the fields that uh they worked, he got a machete and killed his father and ran his corpse through uh. It's kind of like a wood chipper, but we we oh, use it for shit. grass. We use it for grass. Oh, kind of like a compost thing, or a, yeah, it's a combine. Really, it's a combine. Yeah, he, yeah, he ran he, he ran his body through a a combine, not the kind of combine harvester, the ones that you know you hop on and ride it. It's yeah, the static yeah. ones that you bring the the grain and the grass, the tall grass, whatever you want to uh, grind to it. Oh, so he got jail time. Since his story was pretty brutal, uh, 
basically when he he went to the he already had a shit ton of uh, street cred for that because you know usually there is a, a you know I think most places have it even America but you know uh, justice in the jails by the hands of the factions and uh, let me just tell you this uh, if you're if you're a rapist if you're a kitty diddler in Brazil you're at the bottom of the you, barrel right yeah no you're, you're you're gonna the moment you get caught by police a live leak logo should start appearing in the bottom uh, left of your <laughs> You're dead already. In the worst way. It's just a matter of time. You're a dead man walking. Because the moment you get in a jail, oh man, oh boy, they're gonna, Based. they're gonna, they're gonna have some fun with you. You know. Uh, I remember when I was in another group, and there were Brazilians there, and I was talking about my state. And they said, oh, no, it's one of the most states of Brazil. And I was like, dude, you're looking at the data. There was jails. And they started killing, like, the, the enemy faction uh, leaders, mem gang members, and whatever. You know, gang-on-gang -gang violence inside the, the jails. And as I expected, machetes, putting the, the guy's legs between the cell doors, blaming the as strong as they can. This kind of stuff. You know, not, not I'm a pretty wondering scene. how they get machetes in the prison, because that's one hell of a prison wallet that they snuck one up their ass. Say, imagine uh, having probably it's... I think it's gardening tools, because sometimes... <laughs> this dude, oh, okay. No, this no, 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 like... no. Honestly. On, real shit. Because, you know, uh, yeah. people here don't like don't like simply using like a uh, and stuff, you know. And I'm not talking gardening tools on. It. Oh yeah, they're gonna make pretty picket fences and trim the hedge. No, it's that uh, tall grass, tall thick grass grows around most of the prisons, uh, and you know. The cops really don't want this because in case so they just set like a chin gang around the walls to just keep the vegetation yes. clear. Yes. Yep. And uh, you know, if that's not the case, if it is a a heavily urbanized prison, prison, something that is in the middle of a, a capital or a urban center, it's probably smuggled in by you know the fucking guards because. The Brazilian crime syndicates, they have a lot of influence. They have uh, members inside the police force. You know? Like, I, I don't think it's likely. But, you know, there are the ones that try to genuinely improve this hellhole. Make the, this place, like, perhaps worth living in. And there's just these people. You know, like that, they're literally eating from the hands of the cartels. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's they really are... a country, so it's like a country so terrifying that cryptids kind of come across as more believable just because of like the country being the way it is. Yeah, no. Uh, thankfully, at least when I was growing up, 
Brazilian folklore was still uh, talked and teached at school. Like, I think it's important. Even though mostly it's native legend and stuff, all of this yeah. paints a bigger picture about our history and, and everything. So what kind of cryptids do you have in Brazil? Oh, the cryptids. Uh, you know, there's the more mainstream ones that I want to get out of the way first. Yeah. There are, once again, mostly derived from native land. Uh, those are, for example, Caipora. Caipora, basically, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like, a, I'm not going to say a ghost. But a being that appears and disappears at a will in the middle of the jungle, it has a shamanistic nature to it because uh, it doesn't like hunters and people, you know, fell in trees. Oh, so it could be like a druid or something, or yeah, it's kind of kind of like a druid. That's or the Vietnamese. Lorax. <laughs> uh, it's like a mix of the predator and Lorax. Yeah, but in this case, it's a uh, it's a creature that highly resembles a humanoid. Uh, it has humanoid features and everything. But the thing is, bright red, unnatural red skin. I know that sometimes people refer to, you know, uh, natives as red, but no. that, that That's a hue of brown. Yeah, yeah. The, so... the Kaipora is jet red. And, uh, Do you think it's covered in blood of its victims? Mm, mm-hmm. I don't think so. It kind of reminds me of the, the tribes in the north. They use a they use a fruit well, the red called, face uh, paint. I know. They, sometimes they do all, all all body red paint. It's like uh, they get a, a fruit. I'm not sure if it is fruit or vegetable. Not a specialist on that, but it, it's called a kurumin, and basically. It has a has a really red tinge to it, so they just use this to paint oh, as a their pigment. bodies. Yes, I'm sure it protects them from uh, the UV rays too. Yeah, and uh, well, the thing about uh, Kaipara is that you can appease to it. You can uh, actually try to quote unquote befriend it. You know, just so not you make it offerings. Yes, guess what this stuff takes her off. What, they offer it food? Tobacco. <laughs> Does Tobacco, he smoke it or chew it? That. Uh, you know, when my grandmother used, used me to, uh, my great-grandmother, that is, uh, may God rest his soul, uh, when she used it to tell me she said that Kaipora had a smoking pipe. You know, like a engine smoking pipe? Ah. Yeah. Yeah, like that. And that, you know, uh, basically she took, if you left, for example, a pack, an open pack of, uh, you know, tobacco on a rock, on a tree or something, uh, and you checked the other day and it, it was not there, You like, in case you really tied it up hard to make right. sure, oh, yeah, no animal, no bird, you know, such stuff will knock this down. It wouldn't be there because, you know, the Kaipora went by. Oh, hey, free smokes. <laughs> Pretty based. Yeah. Does it smoke Newports? Ooh. <laughs> oh, That's kind of racist, bro. 
That's a no. bag of Newport. But uh, <laughs> hey, uh, beyond that, there's another one that's quite similar that also has a, a druid aura to it because of, of the way it acts. It's the, the Kurupira. Kurupira is basically what, uh, like, it has the same thing as the Kaipora, you know, bright red skin. But, you know, it's said that it, it has uh, sometimes fire for hair. Like oh, a, that sounds a, pretty cool. It sounds like an elemental. A flaming head. And its yeah. feet, it's backwards. And you think, oh, backwards feet, that's not a, a good evolutionary trait. But here's the thing. Is it to, like, trick hunters or something? Yeah, that's to it. With people. That's it. You figure it out pretty quick. It Basically, it doesn't like hunters. It doesn't like hunters. And uh, whenever they, they see a hunting party and they decide to, you know, uh, f- fuck with them, it's like they start howling in the woods or making sounds uh, of so they get confused. And when they lost themselves, uh, some old school hunters, they would. Right? And they would just see, like, human feet. And they would be very confused, like, what? It's the middle of the woods. There's something, someone walking barefoot here. And they would follow it. And, you know, they would just end up getting lost because of the. Oh, uh, it wouldn't lead them to, like, a point where to ambush them? They would just. Uh, no, it will. Here's the thing: it doesn't actually do anything to you. Like it doesn't act, it doesn't attack you, but it makes so like you passive get aggressive lost. action. Yeah, passive aggressive. That's the word. Uh, gets you to uh to get lost. You are lost in the woods without uh you know water, food. Perhaps you has a re uh. A few snacks with you, a uh, canteen, but that ain't gonna last. And many people died like this. At least from the accounts that my, gra- uh, my great-grandmother told me when she was alive. Hmm. Uh, but since you mentioned uh, elementals when uh, talking about the Kurupira, I think we have something that is I would dare say that is, I think it's straight up an elemental. It's the Boitata. It's a, they say it's a giant snake that lurks on the rivers, on the uh, northmost states of Brazil. Like those muddy water rivers in the, in the north. The d- descriptions are usually, you know, they follow the trope of, oh yeah, that's but, you know, they say it's a huge-ass snake. But the detail is, it has a flaming body. Like, it's on flames 24-7. It almost sounds like it could be related to Quetzalcoatl's son. You know, giant yeah, yeah, serpent. A, and sounds similar. Seems celestial, almost. And, uh, you know, it lurks in the rivers. They say it has eyes that, you know, glow like fire. And, you know... It's still something that when we were told as kids, we don't fear it because it's on our own kids. They ain't gonna describe a hellish creature to give kids nightmares. But when you start looking into old legend, it is pretty, you know, terrifying. 
imagine this, you're just, like, e even if you're still Brazilian, if you're from another state, or, yeah, you're uh, seeing the, the damp jungle and everything. So you're in a river, uh, fishing at night, perhaps, watching out for alligators, and just the snags, or either you or one of your friends, and just leaves you there in the middle of the river. Like that. Yes, like Parada too, don't you? Oh yeah, we we have. But as always, Piranha, uh, you know, don't don't go into the water with a scab, basically. Yeah, piranhas really aren't. They don't. They attack like injured stuff. Yeah, it's a really. Um, I heard there was a movie with the Rock in it, and they were talking about. Don't pee in the river because some bug swims up to your urine stream and then oh, yeah. Walking walk tall, dude. There is uh, there is an animal that a uh, fish. I don't I don't think if it categorizes as a fish or as a parasite because it's kind of like that that uh parasite. You know, it's kind of like the tuna tongue parasite, not in appearance, but in the way that it parasites fish. Fishes, whatever. In uh, uh, the way they do it is that they, if I'm not mistaken, they they feel the substances coming from the, the gills of the fish, so they attach themselves to to the gills. Oh, that, okay. That's why they they seek out the ammonia in the urine. Yeah. Uh, but you know. Something that helps preventing it is don't don't go to uh to swim with uh loose underwear or swim uh wear or swim with a full bladder. Yeah. Yeah, like these things it helps even in the case of PRS. Which reminds yeah. me that uh kinda going back on the topic of criminal stuff. I saw some pretty gnarly photos of uh, a guy that basically from the bus stop, he, he was just a skeleton, you know, like he, they dip him in acid. And when I was reading about it, oh, yeah, this was a pedophile that was sketched in uh, one of the northmost states. The factions there, you know what they did? They cut his face and, and uh, they left him to draw his head inside the river. You know, they didn't expect the, expected the piranhas, but when he, they saw the guy trashing, they were just like, oh, yeah, that that makes our job easier, you know? Oh, that's pretty brutal, dude. It is. Like, but it, I support that. I support that, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that, is that video on Live Leak? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, and, uh, you know... I don't know about YouTube, but uh, I don't think you would like to. Yeah, I don't think we find anything that cool on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, it, it was a long time ago. I, I don't remember where it's. If it was on a mainstream media outlet, probably not, because they're kind, way more tame when it, you know it is showing brutality. I mean, except if it is on their agenda, then they show it. But anyways, yeah. Just imagine, man, like, the amount of stuff that can, that can kill you up there. Yeah, just, just nature alone is fucking deadly as it is. Yeah. 
And then it's like next level when you've got supernatural beings that are just as deadly, if not deadlier. Yeah. Going back on the topic of uh, a little bit, I think that uh, another uh, being that supposedly stalks the, the Northmore states is the Mapinguari. It's been, uh, basically... Okay. Probably you guys ain't gonna get this, but the viewers that play Serious Sam, perhaps they'll get this. If you guys ever seen a Gnar from Serious Sam, that one-eyed creature, they look like this, but they are covered in fur. Like, very strong. Like They, they walk on their on their arms, on the front arms, like uh, gorillas, the silverbacks. Oh, shit. And, you know, the, they supposedly, they, they prey on hunters and lost people in the woods. Hmm. I see, I've seen a schizo thread on, uh, on X. I know we shouldn't take everything on X, you know, as true, but I think that paints a pretty clear picture. Like, uh, it said that uh, the Mapinguari, if he, uh, he only uses uh, his teeth to kill you, the way he eats is that he opens his mouth and uh, disgusting appendages, like uh, black tentacles with spikes, come and drag the thing uh, inside his mouth to be di- digested. It sounds it's like almost... some Cthulhu kind of thing, but it's a monkey. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh... a <laughs> Cthulhu monkey. But, you know, uh, the thing about Mapinguari that kind of solidifies it for me, once again, I'm not saying that if I go out in the street right now, I'm going to see but that, you know, yeah, that, that could exist, is the fact that uh, many depictions of wildlife, mostly specul- speculative art of the European colonists coming uh, to settle Brazil, the Portuguese, uh, they depicted people that had their, their faces on their torso, you know, like they, they don't have heads, their faces oh, on their torso. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's, there's one with a single eye, one of those with a single eye. And it's like, you, you listen to the legend of the Mapingua and then you'll, you know, you'll see this and you're, oh, holy shit. Perhaps those guys were onto something. Ah, some water. Never hurts. Yeah, no, like, it's interesting, yeah, that there's so much stuff, like, either folklore-wise or even from Europeans that kind of, like, I won't say necessarily backs it up, but, you know, supports some of the notions that some of these things could be real. Yeah. There's, like, it's not just the natives, it's other people seeing it, too. Yeah. That's kind of uh, that's kind of why why I sadly uh, I'm an urbanite right now. I'm not I'm not going uh, to a this farm because of some stupid drama involving politics. Mainly yeah. my we don't family. Want to live in the jungles either? Yeah, yeah. It's it's mainly. Uh, but I have to remind you, I'm not in the jungle. I'm on bootleg Mad Max. That is the northeast. And, uh, well, basically my family was fighting over petty politics of a small city trying to, you know, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna put 
those people uh, in control because they support us and everything and different agendas inside the family. And I'm I'm just thinking, man, I if Grandfather Anibal was alive, man, who would shun you guys? Like, shit. But yeah, because of that, I'm not touch with nature and everything because I use it to go to the family's farm, just take walks in the woods, and I just love it. I mean, with <laughs> with uh, wearing uh proper footwear, of course, tan is full closed because, oh boy, it's a lot of, lot of thorns. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah. Like, what what what's up with uh desert-like regions and thorns like? I know that cactus have that to conserve preserve water instead of having leaves that will just lose water. Really that also prevent animals from eating them, kind of like uh, peppers. Yeah. You know, like they they have chemical reactions to yeah, make themselves like, have, like spicy or something, so you don't eat it. But people enjoy it, so it doesn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Cactus yeah. have that thing, so like they it's have like, the spice what, what, to protect uh, themselves, but their textures, their texture is the way it is to like protect them and absorb water a certain way and all that. When a human being grabs a pepper, it doesn't work on me. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Until you wipe your eyes. Oh, shit. <laughs> that, that, that brings back bad memories. <laughs> I was a kid when I did that. <laughs> oh, but anyway. Uh... If we move, like, for the, the most of the cryptids in my state, talking about cryptids and everything, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if this counts as a personal experience, but I, I think when I was in the farm, before the whole drama thing in the elections, uh, I think I was, you know, there was something stalking me, because there was one day that uh, I was laying on my great grandmother. uh on a, on a hammock, because it it was honestly the best room in the house, and uh, you know I respected it. I don't mess with uh, grandma's stuff. I leave I leave leave to everybody that wasn't mine on its place, didn't disturb it. And you know, uh, it was a real tough part of my life. Because, you know, uh, there was some something going uh she was just uh, pretending to like me to have me as a backup plan in, uh, in case her main relationship went down to the shitter and you know that really fucked me up uh, so you know I, I was as sad as sad can be laying in my hammock in my first uh, room when you know uh, ironically enough uh, listening to Fallout New Vegas soundtrack because I I was already drunk out of a bottle of old rum I found on the phone. And, you know, so the internet goes down, the music goes off, and I, I, I'm go go back on. I, I start Frank Sinatra. And uh, I start hearing this noise, you know. Then I identify it. It's hooves tapping against the hard waxed concrete on the porch. And you know, I'm like, oh, hooves, no big deal. We're on a farm. There's donkeys around here and cows and 
all sorts of hooved creatures. I shouldn't be afraid. Then, you know, it kept on going and uh, getting closer. The way that my grandmother's, uh, my great-grandmother's room is built is that it has a window that faces the place, kind of like a small courtyard that people use a, uses as a garage. Okay. Not really a garage, just like a, a parking lot, because it has no, no roof on half of it. And, uh, you know, something coming closer to the window. Tap, tap, tap. Then I realized, uh, hey, what the fuck? This, this pattern, it doesn't sound like something with four paws, you know, uh, four legs. So was this sound- two-legged? Yeah, it sounds like it's two-legged. And uh, then I started, like, I wanted to freak out. But, you know, at this time, I was already reading some uh, some stuff on 4chan, on X, uh, Skinwalkers and everything. So I, no, no, I ain't gonna be the hero of the movie that goes, <laughs> goes outside. Who is there? No, fuck off. I'm a, I'm a coward. I'm a coward. I just got up, checked every lock in the farm. Everything was locked out. Uh, you know, I pulled the cur- curtains so nothing could, could see me. I mean, no, it was only a curtain that, anyways. Uh, yeah, and I went back to the room. So, you know, the hooves noises, they persisted for a bit. Like, I started hearing like they were pacing to the main door. And then, you know, uh, they stopped. An hour later, later uh, my mom told her nothing about this. Because, you know, uh, she is, she's basically the, the kind of people that follows televangelist talk. Those crazy pet pasters on TV. Uh, dances and, yeah. So they're big into that miracle faith healing stuff. Yeah, so she's a sucker for that stuff. And, uh, well, I didn't told her because she would, oh, show the demon, you have to go to my church and pay the poor starving pastor <laughs> a bill of 100. No, I'm a Catholic, okay? I'm a Catholic. If you're Orthodox, yes, I respect your role. If you're Protestant, eh, okay. You, you do you, buddy. I like that answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, you do you. I, I stay Catholic, but anyways, uh, you know. But th- those people that fall for televangelists and uh, yeah, I, I don't like. I don't like them. They usually prey on boomers. I mean, I think that's their main source that's of income. Their, that's their stick. Yeah, but when I think back on the situation, I try to rationalize it. Like, uh, you know. I asked on different servers, uh, schedule servers, that is, uh, help on identifying, like, Brazilian cryptids that has... I'm getting there. But, you know, the logic answer, the the stuff that I hope it was, I mean, still bad, but I hope it was. Uh, yeah. I think it was probably some bandit scouting the place, seeing if there was anything unlocked, so he break in because you know they uh on rural areas especially on on my family uh 
my family, I, I ain't gonna tell the name, but around where I live, uh, some of them were, uh, I'm sorry, armed troublemakers in the sense that, uh, you know, a lot of family members on uh, the mother side of the family, the one I'm talking about, uh, they were killed by cops. And uh, I'm not, not talking like in a sense that, oh, yeah, they were being dumb and driving and threatening people. No, there was a guy in my family that was straight up executed for being, you know, drunk in a nightclub. Oh, like, damn. Yeah. Like the shit kind of cop, not the, the cool kind of cop. Uh, it was. I think it was Uncle. Fuck twelve. A cab. Badass. No. We don't back the blue line over here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in the case here, it's uh, don't back the the gray. Uh, they're in front of gray, but anyways. <laughs> blue lives matter. Just a picture of Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh damn. But yeah. Uh. You know, the, the guys, they took my uncle to the local water reservoir in the town. And basically, they went to the shore where uh, heavy ve- vegetation was there. And uh, they did some nasty stuff to the guy. Uh, do you think it's uh, too graphic if I describe what they did to him? Because that's what it was relayed to me. Yeah, go ahead and just describe like, it. Uh, it's not like we're showing it. Like they they ripped off his his genitalia with a knife. Uh-huh. Uh, oh god! <laughs> no, not through. So, uh, he got his confirmation surgery. Yeah, oh. yeah, on oh. involuntary one of that at that, and uh, they they diced his skin like all his from knives. Uh, they broke his arms and legs joints backwards. Uh, you know, they, they threw rocks at his head until he was, uh, you know, completely unable to move, but still breathing. And when the when, when their little fun was, you know, uh, they just shot him in the head, uh, you know, ten times perhaps. I don't remember. And, uh, so Hillary Clinton had that, assassinated yeah, him. And yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, obviously, it was a suicide. If if it was Hillary Clinton, she would she would say that it was a suicide. Man, he broke every joint in his body backwards. And shot him. What a what a shame! Clearly, to he was possessed by demons, and this was like uh, their attempted exorcism. Nah, man, uh, Uncle ZZ was a church guy. Most people on that side of family, I mean, most people in my state are uh, heavy churchgoers and everything. I had a, I hate to admit it, but you know, we have to own up to our mistakes. I, ha- I had my, my cringe ass pagan phase, you know, when I was like watching videos and go, yeah, that, that's the truth, man. Because, you know, just the political agenda left-wing stuff injected into the masses on the churches. Like, for fuck's sake, they they took out uh, my one of my cousins that was uh, Father Edson. By the way, uh, you know, I love that guy, the guy. And, uh, you know, they replaced him because here in Brazil we have a, an 
organ to not regulate it, something to do with churches called a CNBB. That's called a Comissão Brasileira de Bispos. Or Comissão Brasileira dos Bispos do Brasil. That. Basically, Brazilian Commission of. And you know, it takes uh, some pretty uh, big decisions on how the, the church in Brazil is shaped. And, you know, those guys, they took out uh, my, my, not uncle, my, my cousin, Father Edson. The man delivered just a massive, he explained the passages in the Bibles to the people, you know, more like you want. And, you know, all around, it was enjoyable to, you know, uh, on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, I think it's Sunday, right? The usual day that mass happens. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was always pleasant on a Sunday. But, you know, around 2015, 2014, uh, there, was, there was a decision like, oh, yeah, uh, one day Father Edson said, I'm being relocated by the CNBB to the neighboring city. But your city is going to receive one of the most, you know, uh, denominated, uh, you know, priests that Brazil has to offer. And guess what? Basketball individual from Rio. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. That's right. I was going to say, uh, so is there like... A big like thing with witches in that in Brazil still like there was in Africa. Oh, there is. Africa there... had a Africa had a whole lot of. There is, there on. is, uh, and uh, you know, the usually rule of thumb that I have to is don't mess with it. You can make fun of it, but don't mess with it. Uh, I wouldn't make like, fun uh, of it. There, I'm just kind of curious. A... Did you ever try to do the Joe Rogan thing and do the ayahuasca trip? Since that's pretty popular, the Alaska trip. What is that? It's um, like consuming it's, I guess DMT it's a big, and it's a, dumping a sack it, of ice cubes in your underpants. No, no, it's like a DMT. I guess natural plant or whatever. And they say that if you drink this tea and do a ceremony, this the medicinal effects of this puts you on a trip that supposedly breaks you of any uh, addiction you have. So it's like a tea made of ayahuasca and a little bit of tobacco. You drink it, you're going to throw it up, but then you're going to be put on one hell of a trip. Uh, I think my sister had this. I think my sister had this. Mind you, we're... Like, when it comes to my family, both sides, you have to think on us more like Australians, you know? Australians are basically Anglos that were exiled. Uh, in that case, we're just we're just confused Portuguese people that ended up on uh, you know the land. So or... would you say uh, Brazil was like a penal colony for the Portuguese? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like this in history, but it sure does feel like. Ah, <laughs> uh, your ancestors abandoned you there. <laughs> oh man, sometimes sometimes I reflect. I think. Uh, if reincarnation exists, I think I probably was the Roman that stabbed Jesus in, a, in the wrist. 
with a spear when he wasn't across. <laughs> no, I don't think he died. I think he was just forced to roam the earth. To be born to be, to be born in Brazil because, you know, <laughs> that, that that's the level of stuff I think they should have best life to deserve that. God's the, punishment being born. The place, in yeah, it makes sense. Look, uh, perhaps Brazilians that are watching this, perhaps they're coming. Oh no, Brazil's a nice place where I live. But when you when you get where those people live, they live in the south. You know, where w- was a uh, majorly, uh, predominantly uh, European uh, populations. Like Are you German... talking about post World War II immigrants that came over uh, from Germany? Yeah, that and job seeking Italians. But also oh, okay. the Italians from World War II. I mean, the ones that had the bomb not spread open to the commies. Mm-mm-mm. Like, <laughs> when I was. Uh... Damn, that really threw me off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah. kind of warned by it, but uh, you know, yeah, those people come from those places where infrastructure is good, uh, corruption is way less, you know, uh, prevalent, and you know, people come out of there either, you know, people that think that Brazil is perfect. And all it takes is a conversation with someone that's north, northeast, or you know, uh, some of the states, states like Rio. Like, all it takes is a conversation, so you can see how this place is. Like, people in my family, they go like, "Oh, dude, you you should be patriot and proud that you're Brazilian." Proud? No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the jungle Portuguese. Very unfortunate position to be in. Like, man, this this place. I, I mean, you got you guys know I'm, I'm based little boy. You know uh, where I stand, and I just yeah. I just look at, at everything around me, and I say, hell, this is gonna get way worse down the line because people. You know, there's the usual globalist shilling stuff that they do, like the enemy tribe promoting. Oh yeah, get, uh, you know the the fakes going on in the street and kids working short shorts. Yeah. We have this here by the dozen, man, and I fucking hate it. Every time I look at it, I feel bad inside. You know, like. Look what you're doing. Look what you're exposing a kid to. Yeah, that's the sign of a dying civilization. uh, Yeah. And that's why I'm jumping the boat. First opportunity. First opportunity I have to to go to the land of freedom. I'm I'm doing it. I know that you guys are currently not in a good position. Like, the risk of balkanization and stuff is pretty much real. But here are my options. I stay in a sinking, burning, I don't know, biocontaminant-infected ship, or I jump to a shit sinking ship. I think the sinking ship looks better, you know? I mean, the sinking <laughs> ship doesn't have jaguars and 
weird fucking cyclops cryptids and aliens. You're like tiptoeing yeah, like, to the savior. Isn't right Chile here, pretty like, close? Like, uh, Shit. can't you like, uh, Give people helicopter rides over there, like Pinochet style in Chile. Or oh man! Let me tell you, the you know, the the fun times of when the, when uh, the military government was in part. I mean, it was on the flip side, kind of shitty, but it kept commies in check because they would you know drag the commies to a to a place where they. You know, a fun time, a la no, no, uh, no, 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 reservoir no. dogs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that scene. Yeah. So, do you got any more uh, strange any stories time? of Brazil? Like uh, any hauntings or? Uh... Oh, hauntings. Uh, okay, you want something that ties to the folklore, or something that is straight up a personal story? Giving you a uh, track here. I'll go with the folklore. The folklore, uh, to the to the southern states like uh, Paraná, uh, Rio Grande do Sul, there is uh, a legend about a like a ghoul kind of thing. I wouldn't say a ghoul; it's like an apparition. Okay, so it's not a like solid a, entity. Like it's called the Unyudo. It's something that literally, uh, you know, the uh, the one with big claws, the, the cloud one. And the legend tells that it was a farmer that was a really shitty individual and cheap steak in life. So when he died, apparently, uh, as most of the, the hunting, you know, stuff in our folklore... Wasn't accepted, uh, neither by hell or, 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 you know, like so. He just he just roamed. It sounds kind of like the, the legend of the headless horseman. He was rejected by both heaven and hell in the afterlife and was forced to roam the earth. Yes, uh, but here's the thing. Basically, that thing it haunts a mountain, a whole ass mountain. Like from the base of the mountain at night, it gets like. Mute, silent. Horses, animals, if you're riding, they get upset. They want out of there. Dogs whimper and just run straight back. Like, yeah, that's, this is some, like, real ghost shit there. And there are uh, cases, I think, uh, when I was a kid, I, was, I talked about it. And one guy was uh, telling that, you know, since he lived nearby, he just took a walk on the mountain to take his mind off things because he didn't really believe the legends. So he brought a, you know, a playing cards deck with him, and he it's said, like "Oh, Pokemon." <laughs> no, uh, regular playing cards, but it would be pretty rad if that was doing like solo matches on <laughs> Magic the Gathering. <laughs> but anyways, uh, and you know, he was just. With a, a bottle of uh, cachaça, basically a Brazilian moonshine made of okay. uh, sugarcane, and uh, he was playing playing on a rock alone, like the those playing cards game you play it alone. And he noticed that some cards were flipping, like and it wasn't the wind; 
he, he would huh. stick a, uh, he would stick the finger in his mouth to, to get the saliva and put, put it to the wind and nothing, you know, like not a breeze. And the cards were flipping, like somewhere, someone was flipping them, you know. Oh shit! And then you know, uh, he thought about the legend of the Wildu. So he he said something. Wildu, are you there or something? And the guy receives a slash to the back, like straight up four cuts, like the paws of a jaguar, on his back. Yeah. Like he, he just he just he just feels the pain recoil, looks around, nothing. Let's be real. If it was a jug, jaguar, that guy yeah, he would have been fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he just got the slashes and so he booked back home. With uh you know Did he take his cards with him or did he leave them behind? Huh? Oh yeah, uh, I think I think he left behind or something. But you know, I think the thing enjoyed playing with the cards. So you know, one one man's trash, another's ripped treasure, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's also on the states of Minas Gerais, a little bit more on the center of the country. I, I'd say it still classifies as center center east of the country. Uh, there's a legend that just describes the textbooks ghoul, you know like restless undead it's called the corpus sick it literally translates to the dried body basically along the lines of the unused tortured soul sentenced to roam the earth and uh they say it mainly uh stalks in roads you know like truckers truckers passing by just you know they they, they see someone really amazing oh they think it's a hitchhiker yeah, they, they they think, oh, probably this guy was stolen and left with no car. Look how fucked up his clothes and everything. And when they stop, it's basically it's basically you know a rotting, dried body that uh you know sometimes uh, with maggots coming out of this, and the oh, thing yeah. rushes on you. It tries to fucking get you. Uh, to do what? I don't know. I assume like. Just straight up eat your flesh, but some I heard some people saying that it grabs your head and dries your body. Like huh. it, I don't know. I don't know. Like it dehydrated. Sorry, your precious bodily fluids. It sucks the life out of you, man. Damn. Oh man, that's pretty cool. You have any giant mosquito cryptids down there? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, don't. Don't say that. This reminds me of my old mosquitoes dragging you by the hair. Holy shit, I'm glad I'm out of there. Way too close oh. to the brush. I, I didn't like it. So do you believe the stories about like giant anacondas, though, and stuff like that? Because I've heard stories of giant anacondas and bats. It's believable. It's believable. Uh, in my yeah. state, I saw pictures of uh, a snake that was able to just, you know, eat whole goats. Like it was nothing, you know? Like, imagine up there. Just imagine. Because, you know, Northeast, yes, it's a shitty place, but it, it's well-mapped, it's well-explored, because it's mostly where the where the Portuguese landed first when they came to Brazil. So it's more civilized. Uh, 
define civilization. <laughs> no, no, no. Running no, water? No, no, electricity? No, 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 that was racist. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yes, at this point, yes. Uh, in some places, like my city, yes. Uh, on some roadside villages, I saw no. Holy shit. Those people live in rough conditions. That's not but a I swear thing that to I, say. I've seen. I swear that I've seen straight up mud huts here. Straight up mud huts. But not round mud huts like the African. It was kind of like trying to replicate a, a real house with proper. an attempt at doing a proper roofing and everything. Okay. I was about to so, say, I'm see those guys on YouTube that if you watch at 3 a.m., they're like making houses out of mud. Oh, yeah. The, the Primal Survival Channel. Yeah, they just got yeah, yeah, like, Those guys, those guys are based as fuck. Those Pajits are putting in work. Like, uh, yeah, there's like there's like the Pajits, the the guys from Malaysia or something, Southeast Asia, Cambodians or anything, and then there's like the, the Teutonic Chad in the middle of the woods, doing like, uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna build a mud hut with a uh, a working fireplace. Like a proper cha- uh, chimney to you. Damn, dude. That, <laughs> you you are the kind of guy that's going to this planet. When, you know, the, the biggie the biggie glue gets out of hand. I mean, I not implying like that it will happen. Like when it rains, like, wouldn't that shit fall apart? <laughs> uh, in theory, yes. But they use some fibers uh, from plants. Like carnauba. It's something we call the tree of life. Not because of yeah, no, it's, uh, it's because everything in the Carnauba uh, can be processed into something. The wax, it it's useful uh, for intercircuits. Uh, you know the the leaves makes uh, you know great wick baskets. The wood, well, wood is wood, and Carnauba is just as good as it gets. Oh, is this the tree that where if you got a cut? You you rub the sap on your cut, and it's like a natural antibacterial. Yes, that was what I was about to say. Uh, okay. They say, uh, they say that carnauba has some uh, medical properties. It's mostly, uh, you know, folk medicine. Like, I, I won't say shamanistic, because my grandmother believes in it. She's pretty. She's more close to southern southern Europeans than you know you think. Like, it's more folk folk knowledge, you know, of the plants and everything. Yeah, that's always good stuff to know. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure if it is especially antibacterial, but uh, I heard that the sap of carnauba is used to make tinctures that have medicinal properties. Yes, it does have medicinal properties. Yeah. I really, I really need to buy myself a, a tiny, a tiny pot, uh, pot of carnauba uh, ointment too, because sometimes here and there I burn myself, and they say it's also good. Burns. It's also good to have aloe vera too. Yeah. Yeah, just you know, we can debate it, and I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever I hear aloe vera, I just think of hipsters. 
So uh, is that everything you've got to talk about? Uh, I mean, I still got a little bit more because I skimmed over the the you know ghostly stuff that is on our floor. But you know, there are my personal experiences. Okay, and, uh, uh, tell us about your personal experience. Yeah, the most recent one and the one that is my memory is you know uh, re- recently when I like we used to live in a big house because uh like I can't I, I can't quite explain this in English. my my grandfather before dying he kind of paid the rent so we have we had kind of some kind of uh, some right to be there for a time like even even though he was dead. and uh well it, Big house, uh, it scared me. Kid, <laughs> this saved me more than once. And uh, when I came to this apartment, you know, oh hey, it's a tiny apartment to my house. I can't get behind this, but you know, there was a day that uh, I was playing on my computer late at night, and you know, I got up, and my room window it overlooks a weird. A sketchy looking street like you know those really uh thin streets like european streets that you see on uh, i don't know italy or something france are these like the cobblestone roads but not really uh, yeah like they're, they're not cobblestone shit uh you know square stone bridge. that's what they are and uh basically i see twitching on the darker side and I think, hey, crackhead, probably. And, you know, I'm still puzzled by it because, you know, it's not every day that I see it. Believe it or not, despite living in this place, my city is... Despite me hating my city and the people that live here, uh, it's it's well adjust. Uh, so, I curiously observed until I just realized a weird detail make any features it's like it's like he's just straight up ventablack, you know and the thing that he was doing that I found strange you know when people scream pain in movies and they put their arms to their head and they start trashing yeah 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 they they were doing uh it was doing it, and I was like, what the fuck is this guy on? And when I start for it, I mean, I stared at it and, uh, for a solid one minute, perhaps. When I started started getting the, the fucking jibbies, then I fuck off. I'm going to sleep. Close close my my car. Just laid on my hammock. Good night. I don't I don't want to know about ghosts or shadow people, whatever this is. <laughs> I I don't have time for that. Like, and uh, another thing about this apartment, when uh, more recently, I saw something in the kitchen. Like, I was uh, going late at night to get a cup of water, and uh, you know, I light one of the the lights, like, living room light, and uh, 
then I was going uh, to search. What's the name? The light switch on the uh, on the kitchen wall because the the way the kitchen is built in this house it's kind of like a bar, you know, like uh one side is the kitchen and the other is the and uh well when I looked to uh, see if I the kitchen light switch I saw something that was kind of like a it was it was a lady that looked like my but. Basically, she was wearing like dress, full black dress with white details, like that that frazzled cloth details. So she looked like a nun, or uh, I wouldn't say a nun. I mean, kind of looking like a nun, but if she, if she didn't wear the the headpiece, you know, the mantle. Oh, she didn't have the habit. Wear. Yes, the, the habit. That's the word. Uh, and you know, she was holding something. Holding like a baby, and when I paid attention to it, it was a disgusting fucking ball of meat. And you say like, oh yeah, like a ball of uh, ground beef? No. When I say a ball of meat, I mean a ball of flesh. Flesh. I could see like veins bulging under the skin, disgusting hairs like uh, all sack. You know, yeah. So, so do you think this was like, uh, like a a miscarriage or like a an abortion? Do you think instead of a child? I mean, since I I heard stories that demons uh, up there in America can manifest themselves even in the form of stairs in the middle of the world, I don't doubt that it could be a demon. Or you know, uh, was some... there like a smell, like of uh, sulfur or, or rotting? No, flesh? that that wasn't. There wasn't uh, any sulfuric smell or rot. Because that's flesh. usually associated with demons. Yeah, but I don't know, man. When I remind myself about that, I feel like I can't. I, I can't tell how evil it was, but I know. It, you know, like in a. The most distinguishable, distinguishable feature about this uh, meatball, this living meatball thing that the old lady was holding, is that it had a thin stripe of uh, skin removed in a square pattern on the front of it, kind of making it look like a visor, you know? And uh, when I finally made out when my brain processed it, you know, uh, oh shit, what the fuck is that that I'm staring at? It's vanishing. Like, people say, oh no, and then there was, you know, huge light. No, none of this. Just straight up when you delete something on Gmod, like, oh, just <laughs> stopped existing. And I was like, no, man, I, 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 must, I must be. I went to sleep. So, you know, I don't I don't uh throw away the possibility that it's my, uh, it's me falling for the same problem as my father because it's uh or that is my imagination deprived of sleep by playing uh, Yeah, because you can't have hallucinations if you're not sleeping enough. Yes. But that genuinely freaked me off. Like uh I don't know, man, I saw some 
and I heard about some weird shit enough to believe that such events are possible. Like, when I was a kid, I stood it in a... In East. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't tell the name because lost myself. But let, let's imagine this. It, it was a school with a really dumb name. Okay, it was a school with a really dumb name. Uh, and basically, what I heard from people is that it was like odd shaped for a school. It had the structure of a warehouse, and then people told me it's because back in the golden days of in a cotton and sugarcane powerhouse. That place was a cotton processing like well where they, they make the the wool the ah, I don't remember. The yarn things, you know? Oh a uh, spindle? Yes, yes, the spindles. That's the word I was looking for. And uh basically assuming that it was really it. You can't imagine there was some pretty gnarly accidents there. That's the first thing that comes to mind, actually. I was about to say, they don't have OSHA regulations to follow, so I'm sure there's all sorts yeah. of crazy shit. <laughs> like, uh, can, you, can you imagine someone just falling into the thing that spins things into... And to be oh. fair, who needs OSHA when you have common sense? But <laughs> Yeah. But, uh... You know, even though it the, uh, it wasn't regulated, <laughs> the OSHA suggestion. Uh, you know, I think I, that place always creeped me off. When I was there to do, uh, you know, homework or schoolwork that was like plays and everything. When I was going there to practice judo, and, uh, you know, late at night, that place always creeped me off. Always creeped me off. Uh, and it was because one day when I was like uh, on fourth grade, I think. Uh, hey, teacher, can I go? Can I go to the to the bathroom? I really want to pee. Uh, okay, uh, you go. You know, I do my business, and uh, you know, I go back to the to the classroom. And as I'm going, I pass by this huge fucking hall. That on the left side connects with uh, some proper rooms, and to the right side it connects to some uh, makeshift rooms. You know, rooms that don't have a real. It's just the walls. You know, the doorway and the walls, because those uh, makeshift rooms they were mostly for uh, just storage of old books and stuff like that. And you know, as I pass this corridor, I see. Uh, Okay, you guys are going to think LARP, LARP, but stereotypical kid in, like, white clothes, head over, uh, I mean, hair over her face, uh, and hands back. Like, and judging by the hair color that was black, the skin color, and, uh, you know, the, the stuff I assumed it was the daughter of one of my teachers. And, you know, I, I said, hey, uh, the name of, of the kid, it's time, uh, you should be in classroom. What you're doing there? Come here. And, you know, she giggles and run to one of the book storage rooms. You know, and I run after. I'm saying, hey, I'm going to 
not watching a class or something. And then, you know, it's a small room. It's a small room. Uh, it's a simple room. But, you know, I look, I look to see if the, uh, there's anything. Guess what? There's nothing there. Tiny cardboard uh, box of books and a plastic table, these cheap ones. The only things that uh, are in this room. Seriously, I do a, a, like a 180 there. Like, no, what the fuck? She's too small to climb a wall like that and jump jump to the neighbor. Then, you know, I, it's just a terrible fucking chill in the spine. Going down. Like, like there's a, a metal going down my spine then I just I book back to the to the classroom and everyone say, says oh ranger you're very pale what happened and I tell everybody nobody believes me because when I was a kid I was you know big into Ghostbusters and everything so they, so they just thought you were bullshit no? yes but you know that, that really freaked me out about that school damn I'm glad I'm out of there But yeah, so that's it. Perhaps. All right, man. Um, thank you for coming on the show and telling us about your stories and knowledge of the strange happenings of Brazil. Uh, uh, Wendigo, do you got anything on Brazil? Wendigo. Is he alive? Did the Clintons I know, get him? I, I had I had a video for the Blast the Past segment though. Oh, okay. So we can uh, we can watch that. Let me set that up. You guys see it? Oh, uh, I'm on your stream, right? Yes. All right, let's play this video. Atomic Alert. sounds, sounds that reveal the presence of radioactive rays. The instrument, a Geiger counter, is converting radioactivity into sounds we can hear. This radioactivity is coming from a small piece of radioactive material inside this plastic cylinder. Isn't nice to give radioactive material for kids to play with? Coming yeah, from the cylinder is harmless. The luminous dial on this watch also gives off radioactive rays, which we hear on the it's Geiger harmless. counter. Remember, I think people have no cancer for paying those uh, dials and watches. The Geiger counter continues to click. I think it was this called radium or something cosmic like that. radiation that continually yeah. bombards us from outer space. But we don't get enough cosmic radiation to harm us. Today, atomic scientists produce radioactivity in large amounts. 
Radioactivity and radioactive materials have many peacetime uses. But we know too that they can be used harmfully as in atomic bombs. The chance of your being hurt by an atomic bomb is slight, but since there is a chance, you must know how to protect yourself. To protect yourself, you have to know what the bomb does. Besides blast, there's radioactivity and heat. Can we protect ourselves from these? These children are protected. Concrete walls help stop radioactivity. Any wall stops the heat. The heat scorches the house, but does not harm the children. Any solid gives some protection. The thicker it is, the better. We have the national defenses to intercept an enemy, and we all form a team to help each other through emergencies. You are on that team. So is your family, each member of it. And in your community, every doctor, fireman, every policeman, and nurse, every lineman and operator, every civil defense worker, in fact, Every community employee is ready to help you if you need him. So your community is prepared for emergencies and ready to help other communities. We have state and national headquarters for civil defense. And your city has a civil defense corps. We have a warning system and a system of defense. Yes, we have the equipment oh, and this the isn't people the for an effective video. team. Well, we can watch that but another time. like any team, it yeah, can win fine. only I'm when everyone knows his job systems. and does it well. What yeah. is your job? I think I saw the ducking. What if a warning siren sounds? What should you do? Look it's the fuzz, the run! Cover. Don't try to make it home unless home is the nearest place to go. Don't hesitate, find cover. That kid's just gonna cover on the ground. He's behind, he's fucked. <laughs> hey, you see the little hat he's got on? on this. Strangers will understand. Jump on the bush, it's gonna keep you safe. Finding shelter quickly may save your life. Just if random you stranger's house, house, let him know. Get behind hey, a wall or steep embankment. On the side, away from the city. <laughs> Civil defense teams will go into action immediately. If you're home, you've work to do. Hi, Susie. Everything's fine upstairs. How are you doing here? Okay, I guess. That's good. We repeat. Cover windows to protect so casual. the possibility of broken glass, heat, and radioactivity. <laughs> Turn Make sure to close the shades, guys. If you Looks are like home it's a and are not assigned to civil defense wood. duties, go to your prepared shelter. Those who are in oh, shopping yeah. centers, go to prepared Whoa, shelters the immediately. Out. Now we'll go down the basement. In this practice alert, we are assuming that the attack oh, will come on the waterfront area. See, it's just practice. All this rushing around for nothing. Now, there's just where you're wrong. We need this practice. Now, come on, let's do our job. That's good thinking. We all need practice. How did the radio Here's a hear clean, them talking? Well That's prepared what I shelter in the basement. <laughs> it was always listening. Ted and Sue have a battery radio. And they have soda ash and stirrup pump fire extinguishers. What the hell is soda ash? Yeah. They have that? other emergency supplies too. A flashlight, a well-equipped first aid kit, with oh, plenty you know, of bandages, tape, and scissors. 
a Red Cross first aid book, a few cans of food, a good supply of water, blankets, and an electric lantern in reserve. You know, Susie, but do they got this stuff would come in handy on a camping trip. <laughs> I'd a lot rather be on a camping trip. Say, what would we do if you didn't have a basement? At school, they told us we should be away from windows and behind double walls, you know, like an inside hall. Ted's right. If you live in an apartment house, you can't all go to the basement. Head for a shelter area. If none is marked for you, find cover away from windows and in a hallway if possible. Wait for the all clear. Be calm. If you're on the playground, run for shelter. If you're in the schoolyard, get into the building. Move quickly, but in good order. Inside, go to the shelter area you've been assigned. Take your place on the floor. Here's one good way to protect your eyes and neck Everybody in case of a bombing. <laughs> Wait for the all clear. So far, you've been watching a practice drill. But what if there is a bombing, a bombing that comes without warning? What is your job then? Find cover immediately. Don't look at the flash. Stretch out. In about one minute, the immediate danger is past. Then head for safer cover. Another bomb may fall. Get indoors if you can. Shed your outer garments. They may have radioactive particles on them. If you're home, take shelter. And stay down for about one minute. By then, the danger from radioactivity, Damn. heat, and blast have passed. He's covering Protect his neck. eyes and neck. <laughs> Let's get things shut up. Oh, yes, the Titans can't get him. <laughs> yeah. Sue found shelter under her bed. Dan, let's get the battery set. When the house current is off, that battery radio is essential. Keep tuned in. The air burst of 3.01 p.m. was zeroed on Union Station. Heavy damage extends from about 14th Street North to as far south as the waterfront. <laughs> You know, we're lucky. That glass was mild. Stay clear. undercover unless you have civil defense to... I've just been handed a bulletin. There's been an underwater burst at the waterfront. Water thrown up by the bomb is falling as mist and rain, and it is radioactive. Avoid this radioactive mist and what rain. What do you mean by radioactive mist? According to what Dad said, the radioactivity gets into the mist and rain. And if the mist and rain gets on you, it's apt to make you very sick. What would you do about it? I'd scrub thoroughly with a detergent and water. What's a detergent? It's something like Mom uses when she washes dishes and clothes. Don't drink tap water. It may be contaminated. Ted and Sue are waiting for the all clear. I wonder if that water cistern is made out of lead, you know, to protect them from radiation. I'll see who it is. Oh, lead and water. Hello, who's there? It's your block warden, Mr. Carlson. Come on in, Mr. Carlson. Hi, Voltec here. Yeah. Ted, <laughs> this is Mr. Franklin, our radiological monitor. He's here to check for any radioactivity. I saw your mother down the shopping center. She's fine. Well, there's no damage here. No, it's been very good here. Hello, Sue. Say, have you seen my dad lately? 
He's down at headquarters, and boy, he's really busy. Yeah? Well, there's no radioactivity here. Say, Mr. Franklin, is that a pen on your coat there? Oh, no, that's a dosimeter. A dosimeter? What's a dosimeter? Well, it measures the amount of uh, radioactivity that I've been exposed to. But this is the meter that I used to check with. That's called a radiac. Hey, Mr. Carlson, is there anything oh, I can shit. do outside to help? No, Ted, everything is under control. You just stay here till the all-clear signal is given. You've done a good job. Thank you, Mr. Carlson. Bye, Sue. Bye. A good job. That's what everyone must do to be safe. Doing a good job means simply following the rules in an alert or an attack and waiting until all is clear again. In this early and troubled stage of the atomic age, our very lives may depend on always being alert. That was great. It was very educational. Yep. So, Desert Ranger, do you have any social media where people can find you? Follow you? <laughs> nah, man, I went aside from Discord. And, uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, if you know me. <laughs> that's that's alright. Some people don't like being followed. Some people don't like having anything to do with social but, uh, media. But if you, if you recognize me, Always glad to talk with anyone. All right, uh, Wendigo, did you have anything on social media? Weren't you going to get involved again? Probably this week. This okay. Week. Okay, just just let us know next time, and then we can start following you. Um, yes. Van Rollington, do you have anything that you want to put out? Yeah, come check out our show. It's called Almost Positive. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. You'll have a lovely cast of characters. We have progressives on the show. I'm a progressive. She doesn't believe in Reaganomics. Reaganomics doesn't work. Our friend Gabby. Oh, is she going to tell me why you love me? She's pretty base, though. Black kids and brown kids, they have a brain, just like the white ones. So, come check us out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, very base. Yeah, we have we have base women on our show. Uh, oh, me and my co-host do a good job of finding the best uh, of uh, all kinds. Like his dick already, Jesus! Oh, including Carlos. Amazing. He's our resident base black guy. Every time we speak, it is to defend white supremacy. So yeah, come check out our podcast. We're like a nothing podcast. You're not a nothing podcast. You're a fucking free for all. Yeah, so come check us out. <laughs> so you can follow me on social media. I am Master Roshi's Turtle Hermit Boomer posting at Big Sip a Monster on Twitter. And you can follow our show on Twitter. We are the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge at Motel and RV Park. And I think that's a wrap. We will see you in two weeks. We don't know what our show is going to be about yet. But we'll keep you posted. <laughs> <laughs>